Hello, Steve. Hello, Jill. It's time to game classy. The recording is in progress. Yes, it is. Is it spooky out by you? Is it all spooky and, and stormy? Oh, yeah, dog. It is fucking going. It's going. It is fucking. It's rolling. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of thundering. So, yeah, if I if uh, if I suddenly vanish, it's most definitely because my power went out. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a possibility of that. We've been actually pretty good at this house with the uh, power loss. We only had, I think, one one blackout and that was like last year so uh, um, we, we've been pretty we've been pretty lucky i'd like to thank little baby jesus for making us so lucky today we we actually we lost they like we don't we haven't lost power for a long time we've lost power a couple times but it never it's never been very long mcfly you bojo you can't go on water you need power <laughs> you've got no power uh i want to tell you about my uh my my excellent pickup today that I did for gaming, my gaming pickup. I'm ready for your gaming pickup. Um, so you know the Wandering Dragon, right down in a uh, Plainfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had their 10th anniversary sale today, and the entire store was 50 percent off. Nice. That's that's a ridiculous price. I mean, yeah, that's uh, a good. That's a good. That's a good deal. I mean, you can't even get GW discount at 50 percent off. Like the staff doesn't even get 50 percent discount. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. From... Oh man, do you remember? Do you remember back in the day we could you buy when you could buy shit by weight? I was I was actually in line talking to a guy, and we were just you know bullshit, and he had some GW stuff. I ended up buying um three Warcry box sets, and not just like the individual warbands, but I got like. Catac- I had like uh, Red Harvest, Beasts of Gur, or the like the three big box sets that they have. I got nice. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna? Are you planning to put them in your pile of other stuff you're never gonna touch? I will probably do these because I am a big fan of Warcry, and I, I oh, really okay. want to focus on Warcry as a game. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, it's a good game to focus on. It's a fucking great game. Yeah, I think like as as I've said, it's like my the games that i truly focus on are like 30k and warcry because those are the games i i really enjoy the most playing i will probably do some stuff for old world which we'll talk about a little bit later but yeah but the uh yeah 50% off so i got the three box sets and um i got the call of cthulhu the new keepers manual and uh, some of some D and D stuff. So I was I, I spent about a good four hundred dollars. Nice, but I mean it was like the place was packed. The line to get in was ridiculous, and the line to check out was ridiculous. They mm-hmm. that was that was insane. But I mean yeah. I could see it. That's like that's like that's a that's 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 one of the craziest sales I've ever heard of in a game store. So I know. Tell me about it. And I actually um so I was talking with the guy, and he was. We were talking about discount, and I was like, "Yeah, fifty percent off is ridiculous." I mean, GW employees can even get that, and and I was saying, like, you know, I used to be an employee, and back when I was an employee, it was like what ten cents per ounce. Something. Yeah, like buying that. buying by weight was insane. I remember, I remember like a couple Skaven slave armies. Uh, I think we met someone mathed it out. Like, like if you bought by weight, you could get like the discount was actually beyond insane. Like, what, like when you do that, when you did the by weight. Oh yeah, totally. It was it's. Uh, you know, the one thing I will say about GW with the buying by weight was that it really allowed the employees 
who are supposed to be like the ambassadors of cool for the for the store to to do cool stuff. Like you couldn't do half the cool shit we did without yeah, that discount. Absolutely. Yeah, because like I mean I would have never like there would have never been that army that uh that uh was bought it was fucking like a thousand skaven slaves I don't know, it was like the it was the maximum amount of skaven slaves you could fit in uh 20 in 2500 points and it would and they were all metal <laughs> i mean there was everyone did like i'm gonna do the undead high elf army or i'm gonna do the undead empire army oh yeah because you could buy all the sprues and stuff yeah no no it, sprues, it, it, it made know, sense it, it did it really did because it was fun it was it was it was just like a fun way of of uh, promoting the hobby. Yeah, the disc the discount made sense because I mean GW still wasn't really losing any money. They were probably still making money actually, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know you got you got your employees to advertise the coolest looking armies. Well, yeah, I mean like the coolest idea of a of a good looking army. Most Games Workshop employees couldn't paint shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I was spoiled by the bunker because everyone at the bunker painted pretty well. Yeah, we, we, we well we were the best of the best, sir. We were the best. That's, that, that's true. We even had the special shirts. We did have the special shirt. I wish I kept a special shirt. Oh, I, I, I think I gave all I of mine back. Uh, I don't know what happened to mine. Or at least a red shirt. I wish I would have kept a red shirt. I don't know what happened to mine. I actually, you know, I, uh, did I ever tell you I sold my uh, I sold my little red book on oh. eBay? Oh, yeah. How much did you get for that? 400 bucks. 400? Really? Wow. <laughs> I got 400 bucks. I still got mine. Yeah, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how high it went. I was like, "Holy I, shit!" I I put it I dude I put it up for fifty bucks. Yeah, I would. I wish I would have had my um my my Ten Commandments card still though. I still stand by the Ten Commandments as one of the. <laughs> that was the best customer service training that exists. The Ten Commandments of customer service, no question. No question in my mind. I mean, Games Workshop does a lot of crazy bad shit all around the place but yep. the 10 commandments like learning how to be a salesman through those 10 commandments was the best thing i've ever learned in my life uh yeah i mean that's i that, that like i'm i'm actually kind of surprised that i've never seen any other company adopt because it's not like games workshop is some fucking unknown company they're a fucking yeah. monster like everyone knows games workshop you know what i mean that's not like yeah. they're an obscure company so i'm really surprised that no other company has copied uh that like well, it's not, it's system. not, you know, it's not super popular with the customers because, you know, customers always do make fun of, you know, the the fact that Games Workshop employees will jump down to their throat the second they walk in a store. But I mean, that's true, but that's, that's good though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it trust me, because I going into some places like in the, I was at a, um, there was this little, uh, not a resale shop, but it was like a, um, like a hob, it's weird, but they were like, a, it's like a Pokemon store, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not too far. You probably have been there. This guy buys and sells baseball cards and Pokemon cards and all sorts of stuff. Okay. I walked in there with my son and I just wanted to ask him about, you know, I had some old trading cards. I was like, hey, you interested in these? The guy didn't even look at me. He was talking on the phone the entire time. Didn't he didn't even acknowledge that I walked in the store. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like saying like, oh, you just lost a customer, sir. But it's like, come on, like at least be like, hey, man, I'll be with you in just a second. That's yeah, all, I mean that's, that's all that's I needed. A, yep, I mean that's that's the rule. Greet the, the bare minimum. You gotta greet. That's you the first greet. one. Yeah, uh, was acknowledge all customers who walk in the store. I, I can't. Like, I uh, can't remember. I can't remember the acronym, but it yeah. was good. It was like a a b s b. Yeah, it was like a bit like I I made up yeah. a funny word Pedmas, for it. Like that. Yeah, I made up a funny word for it. Hemdas or something. I don't remember. It was yeah. like the same thing you used to for like multiplication and division. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, no, there, there, there were, theirs were really good. 
Uh, yeah, acknowledge. It was acknowledged. That was that. That yeah, was that's, yeah. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, I'll I tell you. Still, I hear that little chime from the door, and I still turn my head if I'm ever. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, uh, it's it's weird Pavlovian training at this point. Ah, uh, it was a uh, abs abs bepedmas. Yeah, something abs like bepedmas. that. Yeah, because it was acknowledge. It was aware. Be aware. Show enthusiasm. Uh, promote the hobby. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Uh, ask questions. Yeah. Uh, show courtesy. I remember that. Those. Uh. Uh. I think. I remember. Mm. Yeah. It's... Yeah. That. The, I can't remember the rest, of them, but that, those were definitely some of them. Uh, and then there was the there was the customer rank too. Yeah. The um the, the customer rank is not how important you are as a customer. It was how uh it was how to treat you as a customer. So like yeah. uh, initiate, which was uh totally brand new. That that like get that person a fucking demo and try and get them to buy a starter set. That's that's the then there was the novice, which was uh uh they have a starter set, so get them into what did we call it? Uh the paint the painting club, the painting classes. Uh then there's the core, which is like they're a they're a game. They play like Warhammer Fantasy, so those guys you want to talk to about not Warhammer Fantasy, and <laughs> you want to try and get them to play other games. No uh, way, dude! Warhammer Fantasy for life. <laughs> and then there was Citra the, doesn't uh, kneel. Citra doesn't kneel. Doesn't kneel. <laughs> um, and then uh, I can't remember what the last danger. And then of course da- danger was my favorite. Danger was the ones that were like they're the they're the guys who come in and start shit. Those are the ones where you have to you know ask them to leave or uh you know get security involved. <laughs> security. There was no yeah, security. I, well, you, by security, I meant you just asked him to to take care of it. <laughs> I need a manager up here. Yeah, I'm gonna need a manager. <laughs> that was security. Yeah, the uh, um... we didn't. We actually, I don't. Uh, I think we only ever had like two people we had to ask to leave. Uh, yeah. One was permanently banned. The other was just asked to leave that day until he cooled down. <laughs> yeah. I, well, no, there was a couple because I remember there was the one kid who put swastikas, made trees, turned all the tree stands into oh, swastikas. Yeah. So, well, I meant, I meant like of like non-rando shitters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause that, that, that kid was a rando shitter. There's plenty of rando shitters, you know, we had to kick out, but I meant like of the regulars, like the guys we saw a lot. I only remember like two mm. guys that we had to like boot. Well, the, not, the, not counting the randos. The the problem it was that we were next to one of the premier laser tag establishments we, in the Chicagoland area. We were, yeah, that was a. Uh, I'm sad that we, pla- that place is closed. Oh yeah, I mean, who plays laser tag anymore? Video games are video games are way cooler than laser tag these days. No way, no way, sir. Laser tag outshines any video game. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm using my graphical interface to get an AR-14 or whatever, and it's it, it, the bounce back isn't great. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, like uh, charging kids like a with a bit like a bayonet charge. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're talking about assaulting children, yeah, I mean that's better than video games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit in my 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 beanbag chair with eating Doritos. No way, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm out there like gaining the points by attacking their base. <laughs> uh, it's funny. There's a uh, oh, uh, totally fucking random aside, but um, I saw this movie called Vivarium. It was good. I recommend it. It was on Netflix. It's fucking weird. Was that the one with um Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Where they're like in a, like a suburb. Yes, that movie yeah. was about like a half hour too long. It was a little too long, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I remember. I I saw that. I mean, yeah, it was. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I, I just enjoyed it. It was like it was. It was a weird movie. I was a fan. Yeah. The um. What did I just watch? Oh, I watched um, 
the finale of Joe Bob this season. They did uh, Day of the Dead, which is the classic. Oh, the classic Bob? Joe, the classic Joe Pilato vehicle, Day of the Bob, Dead. Bob, good old oh, Bob. Yeah. yeah, I like it's a wizard moon fucking monkey house or so. I can't remember the line he says in there. It's a great uh, movie, and cool. um, but the one he did before was um. The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, I think is what its name was. It had a couple names, but that was the one. It was a like a, a British Night of the Living Dead ripoff. Well, I shouldn't even say British. It was like an Italian Spanish co-production that they filmed in Britain. Mm-hmm. But it was actually really good. I was like, this is kind of a, a really good sequel to Night of the Living Dead, like an international version of a sequel for Night of the Living Dead that's non-Italian. Hmm. Zombie or zombie two. <laughs> zombie two. The gross no, no, that, zombie that, two that fucking, and zombie three. That fucking eye scene. Oof. Uh I hate I I can't stand those Italian movies like that. They're just not good. Uh no, it's not good. Usually the only good thing about them is their soundtrack, because they usually have like goblin doing it or something, and it's just like nice fucking it, it's synth just, shit. I you know what I don't like? I don't like the post production dubbing. I can't I can't deal with it. It's it's always it's always bothered me on every level with Italian films. It is really weird. I mean, but the funny thing is, it's like I could deal with dubbing in most foreign films. It's just in Italian films, it's like an aesthetic. I can't I can't. It's because it's done really badly. <laughs> it's it's like you can you can obviously tell it's it's weird because people sound like oh well, what was I watched one, fuck what did I watch recently? It was on Joe Bob. There was a kid. And his vo- he was one of the worst dubbed fucking kids I've ever heard in my fucking life. Oh, I life. know which one you're talking about. So yeah. fucking bad, dude. It was like it was so bad it like almost actually ruined the film. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Uh, if I can remember what it is, but yeah, it was it was unbelievably bad. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, um... uh, yeah. And they, but you know that was a that the interesting note. That was just an Italian. Like I'm mean, sure you know, but anyone anyone listening might not know. That was just an Italian movie thing, not an Italian horror movie thing. It was not. It was not no, movies it's... that were specific specifically made to air in the United States from Italy. Literally every Italian movie was made like that. Yeah, it, it was just the way that they could shoot and not have to worry about, you know, the sound because they were just going to do it later. Yeah, it was just the only they, ones got they literally cut out Westerns. sound guys. So <laughs> Spaghetti Westerns were the only ones that I can stand that have that. Uh, that I mean, the, the there are some movies that are OK with it. I'm just like, I, I, I kind of like I think it's just the fact that you could tell people are using different languages yeah so it's like the mouth movements don't like sometimes they do match with what they're saying and that throws it off i i think that's what it is not 100 sure on that the 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 fucking guy that got dubbed in the uh in the elvira sequel is really funny because he was because he couldn't speak any english so he was just delivering his lines in like czech or whatever <laughs> and then they just dubbed him over with the dude speaking english that was pretty funny all right, let's let's talk about some gaming stuff. Let's talk about some gaming stuff. Um, all right. All first right. thing before I forget, um, I did play around with Army Painter and Vallejo Speed Paints. Oh, yeah? Yes, only the Metallics. I'm a big fan of the Metallics. All of the Metallic Speed Paints I've used so far, I'm a fan of. Um, So the Army Painter ones, kind of nice. Um, Not great. But they kind of work just like like the speed paint, like like contrast paints do. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a, it's it's a. I think they're a great thing that you just like you slap it on there and then you just do a wash and you're good. The Vallejo ones, holy shit, 
they are the best things I've ever used in my life. Like, <laughs> I don't even use regular metallics anymore, Steve. I don't. I don't. I All the GW metallics, I don't use. I only use Vallejo speed paints now. The, the, the Vallejo Express metal is that good, huh? It is. It literally, it's not even like, it's, it doesn't work like a, um, like a contrast. It literally works just like paint. Like you just paint it on and it's there. And it's hmm. so unbelievably good. The gunmetal, I put it on, what you could it? put it over white and it's perfect. Perfect, Steve. No shit. All right. Yeah. I'll have and, to give it a shot. Yeah. And it's rich uh, and deep and colorful. All right. That's, I mean, that's, that's really good. Cause I mean, I used the, I used the Vallejo Express uh, regular colors and they're fine. Like I got, I, yeah. I like so far all of the speed paints. I, mean, I don't know. Like I know, like everyone says, like oh this was like you know, like oh contrast is better. Like oh speed paint. So far, I have found that basically all of the speed paint like variants from the companies are about the same. But the metallics, this sounds like this is a different thing. Oh though. yeah, this is. It's not like a speed paint. It doesn't. It's I would. It's not what I would call a contrast or a speed paint. It is okay. It's it is it is the Uber paint. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's that's good. I mean, that's good to know because I guess I because I used the Express and like the Express is good, uh, and I I found so far my my not complaint but like the biggest thing I can say about all the speed paints of every brand is again like most other things I think the combinations are the best because you can get colors from each brand that other companies don't offer like speed paints obviously like trying to do like. We're cheaper. We're cheaper contrast. So like, there's not there's not a ton of unique speed paint colors specifically, but there's a few. And then there's some unique Express from Vallejo. There's some. There's obviously there's a unique contrast. Those are the only ones. Like, like there's there's another one. There's because there's one other company that's making a speed paint. I can't remember what it is because the, I the, there I do remember. I can't remember what the company's name is, but I do remember their delivery system because their jars are fucking massive. That was the one. That was the one thing. Sure, that it's was not the one coat thing. to arms. It's not coat to arms. No, no, it was it. Fuck. I'll I'll try. I'll try and I'll try and look it up and uh, uh. They but their 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 bottles are fucking huge. Like they're the biggest fucking huge. They're, they're huge. Yeah, they're huge if true. Huge if true. Huge if true. I can't fucking remember. But yeah, no, I've used them. All. I, I'm a fan. Uh, I look forward to using them. These Express Metallics. Then I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I um. And it wasn't just the gunmetal. Every I, I played with a couple of different colors, and they're all like that. And I was, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, <laughs> or if it's like, is it are these designed this way? But no, they're really good. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're they're, they're good. The, the the I I really like all the all the speed paints. I find that the one thing that really does seem to make a difference, in my opinion, really is doing the zenithial. Prime, the Nathiel Prime, Zenithel, Zenithel, the Zenithel. The Zenithel I am Prime. Zenithel, the leader. I have, found, I have found it's 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 very good. Alternatively, you can do what I call the not shitty slap chop, where you don't start with a fucking black primer. <laughs> I still don't know why everyone starts like, like. I think that's the one thing that pisses me off about about slap chop is like, is that like like why are you start like why are you starting with black primer like don't don't start like if you're gonna do if you want to do that if you want to start from black primer you have to do actual engrosai you actually have to blend up your grays otherwise it looks fucking dog shit when you're done like it just looks terrible um uh, well yeah i'm gonna yeah you, i think my feelings on slap chop have been spoken uh on record but, oh yeah that's why i mean that's why i don't i don't agree with the starting in black i like, guess just doesn't look it doesn't look good but unless you paint unless you're specifically painting engrosai which is actually painting like that's actually doing like layering and blending uh and then just using speed paint to like rapid fire your colors yeah um, i mean yeah uh 
but I've I've done it from when I did it. I did it from a um kind of like dark gray. I, I sprayed a dark gray, and then I did um some 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 uh, dry brushing with like various like lighter grays into a uh, bone, and then I did a wash over that, and it ended up looking quite nice because the shadow because the the problem with the 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 like popularized version and why I dislike it is because it starts over black when you have the areas where like your dry brushing doesn't really hit very well because it's just gonna happen. Uh, it looks so weird because it's clearly like black and it's off-putting to me like when i see it when i see like the colors <laughs> this just, is off-putting to me it is it is i'm like this is off-putting i don't like it i do not like this so, but if you start with a gray and you work up that way when you do when you finally get to your colors your washes when it hits the shadow it doesn't look black it just looks like a darker version of your color yeah. uh that's that's my advice if you want to do slap chop i i do condone it but i do not condone the popular method that's that's I, my that's my ver that's my statement on it i i don't condone it at all because i i am a i'm a snob <laughs> i mean i i also think it's like uh, the other thing that i do think it's kind of odd because it's really like it's actually more work to because this is because i did it like now you know now i've like I actually because i wanted to see like i was like i'm gonna see what the fuck is you know deal now that i've done it um it really just seems like you're doing more work to make your models look kind of like not as good as if you just did a bright primer and a neatly painted speed paint. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, that's the thing that's just odd to me. It's just like, I've seen models that are literally just white primer and then very neatly painted speed paint. And I think that just looks better than slap chop and it's less work because you're just painting the speed paint on once. You're not doing any dry brushing. It's just, being neat with your speed paints. So I, I don't know. I thought, I think it's kind of, I think it's odd that it's like a popular thing because it doesn't look as good. It's because <laughs> it's because a bunch of yahoos on YouTube said it's a thing. And so people who are all like YouTube, this guy said it on YouTube, must be <laughs> on YouTube. I have to put on my painting channels because it helps me not paint my figures. <laughs> no, I, le I legit have a theory that people get the same, can they peep that people are so afraid of painting their own minis because they think they're going to screw it up. They watch YouTube painters because it gives them almost good, the good chemicals in their brain that you mm. get from painting a figure. I so see. it's like, it's, it's like watching someone play a video game. It's like, well, I don't have to put any effort into it, but I'm getting the good chemicals. So hey, it's okay. Well, it's also cheaper. <laughs> you, don't have to buy all the, yes. you don't have to buy all the new games. Uh, and I, I, I've, I remembered and found the ones that, uh, the giant ones that it's uh the dipping inks from Ooh. green stuff world they're in oh, 60 oh okay i know which one you're talking they're, about yeah. yeah they're in 60 mil bottles they're huge huge um, huge bunch of spaniards uh, they're also they're also quite good um the uh the dipping inks are quite good from green stuff world um my i i i recommend them as well <laughs> like they're, they're, really they're just another one oh, that's good uh, the spanish they know yeah they're the uh, not even like a drawback, but like the only like negative thing I would say about their line um, is that they, they don't have as many colors as the other companies. Like that's kind of like their only drawback to the, to the dipping inks line from green stuff world. Um, they, they don't, but they actually, they do, they, they sell these, they sell them in these awesome packs you can buy as well, which are um, like tonal, tonal colors so like it's like the, the the set one it's like all like greens and blue greens 
So like when you like if you Ooh. use just the if you use just that verde azul. Yeah, if you use just that box, you get a very consistent looking uh color scheme, which is cool. Mundo de cosas verdes. Yes, mundo de cosas verdes. Cosas <laughs> I still have a bunch of the rollers. I really like the rollers. Rollers. Um, so let's let's uh let's pivot to uh the big news that y- at least you and I are are excited about, which is the new old world development diary, which actually gave us a shit ton of information. It did an absolute shit ton. I'm yes. very excited. I'm very pleased. Uh, basically everything I've heard, I'm very happy with. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to give it kind of a overview, it sounds like this is a natural progression from eighth edition that um, the rule set. So it looks like it's like what I would, what I say is, is that if eighth edition had continued on to ninth edition, this is kind of what ninth edition would have been. I, I think this is probably like actually like a theoretical tenth edition, to be honest with you, because <laughs> it's it's it seems like the, it seems like they they cut out the like that middle edition where there was going to be some growing pains because it really seems like they've, I mean like I said I haven't seen the actual rules but just judging by what they said and how stuff is going to work it really sounds like they hammered out a lot of the like actual serious flaws that Warhammer what if they what had. if they called it Warhammer the tenth age just to piss off ninth age fans that would be that would be fucking great <laughs> that would be so that would be so good i agree like uh, just a bunch of like butthurt people going yeah oh they'd be so they'd be so mad they uh, would be so bad yeah uh, they also confirmed that every if you look and you look at the pictures too every base is one size up except for regular cav bases which okay are still so normal. so like well but let's let's go into let's 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 dissect this instead of just jumping around um yeah, yeah, yeah. first things first uh, you do get yeah, the units are are not like standard size. Um, you still get the ability to make your units any size that you want, any size frontage, um, which leads to the second part, which is every model in the front can attack. Yeah. So the units encourage. So the rules encourage a wide frontage for your unit. So if your ten man frontage hits a flank with a one with one rank. You got 10 guys versus one. Yep. All 10 of your guys are going to fucking shot. Which I love because you know what that eliminates? That eliminates a lot of that like repositioning. It's like, well, this guy can attack this guy and this guy, but this yep. guy can't attack yeah. this guy. It's like, a nope. Lot, a lot of sliding and like a lot of fiddly bits immediately go out the window with that. Yes. Which was which was an issue I had. Um, yeah, it was annoying. It was, it was especially when you got like the really weird like charges that like you if it if it was lined up you would have a like you would win the fight but because it lined up in a weird way because of positioning you actually end up losing the fight that you charged because you're like it's like oops <laughs> only two guys touched <laughs> now let me let me say this um we do know that there's no longer going to be 25s they're going in uh, 20s they're going up to 25s yes right yes regular cav bases look the same but i don't think 25s are moving up any bigger uh so the the because 25s were were like orcs run 25s and yeah. I don't know. I, I can't tell yet because yeah. the only the, there's only one picture of uh the orcs, OGs. Yeah. And they look like they're on 25s maybe. Yeah. But that's, but see, that's, that's just yeah. but that's just the regular orcs. We need to see more on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. The um and the I think the trolls are still on 40s if, if I'm correct on that they might be on 50s but I think it's a 40, 
I, I I really hope that the that the um, maybe the orcs are just on twenty five. Like regular orcs are just on twenty fives, but like your bigger orcs, like black orcs and stuff, will be on thirties. Maybe like, or bigger. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. Just because like stuff like chaos warriors or any of those like units that were just the fucking the the bitchiest fucks to rank. Yeah. Like I, I don't, they just need a bigger base. That's all they need because because you you put you put the chaos warriors on one little bit size base bigger, suddenly they're fucking e- the easiest thing in the rank. You don't need to have a goddamn number guide system on the bottom of your units, which I had for my chaos army. Oh yeah. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, that way you... it's like this guy's got to be this these guys have to be in this order otherwise they don't fit in the movement tree. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I think I but I think that the big the big interesting thing is that the the frontage attack every every model on the front attacks. Yep, and then uh yeah, the, and then the ranks uh is just like players uh you know, ideal your ideal number of ranks is determined by the player. They're just like do whatever. That's like as many models as possible to fight in the combat. So any models that are in the fighting rank, fight. Period. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter, which is good. So, I, and I assume that means spears are going to be fucking phenomenal because that means because oh, presumably yeah. that means you'll have two full ranks. So, I like, mean, ten you... man frontage will be huge. Wow, I don't think anybody would really do a ten man frontage. That's kind of on the ridiculous on, end. On shitters, I would do it. I would do yeah. a ten man frontage of like goblins or skeletons. Okay, yeah, I'll, okay, maybe. But yeah. the only skeletons you're going to get are your tomb kings, and you those don't really get the the regen like the vampires uh, yeah i'll probably I'll, pr- I'll probably want to actually do archers for my skeleton warriors Ooh, look at mr fancy pants here with yeah, the arches. i'm gonna use oh, my arches. i'm taking i'm taking a lamian she's gonna give me a poison ass barrow that's that's right doing my arches they're gonna shoot poison at you and we've got a little catapult too <laughs> better watch out the skulls are screaming <laughs> the skulls. that's terror tests oh they're screaming they're screaming. Yes, they're well, screaming. we don't we don't know how if terror or fear are going to stick true. around. We have but... no idea. They 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 did not mention anything about psychology. They did yes. mention the next thing though, which is breaking the enemy, which is yeah. kind of like psychology. So so you and I are differing on this a little bit. You think it's yeah. going to be like the Middle Earth because it, basically it says that um, instead of running all the time or anything like that. Yeah, or... they'll give ground reluctantly. Yeah, they rather give than ground. immediately breaking and fleeing, while the winner can advanced to press their advantage so that's so you're thinking it's gonna be like middle earth battle game battle yeah where they where where you bump where you bump away yeah i think it's gonna be more of you um if you lose combat but pass your leadership test you have to you you move back a couple inches probably like d3 inches or something like that if you lose and fail you're still gonna run Mm, that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Because I think I, that that would make it a little bit more interesting with losing combat. Because before, if it's just like, well, I passed my leadership test. All right, we're just going to keep fighting. And how's that going to work with like unbreakable units or stubborn units? Mm. How's that? How's that going to? Yeah, I, who, I mean, who knows? They didn't mention psychology, so maybe unbreakable and stubborn won't be in the game, or they'll be completely different. They're going to wait to the last minute to drop anything on psychology because everybody knows that this game is going to be made or broken on psychology. Yeah, I mean, that that was that was one thing. I mean, I like the mechanics of psychology, but the problem is and what killed the you know older editions was like psychology was this huge part of the game, but all of the best armies were the best armies because they ignored it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's psychology is one of those things that really works in theory. But once it once the the rubber hits the road, it's yeah, it's there, there's all over. Too many armies were immune to psychology, and like too many armies could negate. Like too many armies could completely negate it, so it really created a a wacky imbalance. But like when I played like orcs and goblins versus empire, it was like oh, 
this game works like it's totally functional then you play orcs and goblins versus like i don't know a demon Demons. army yeah and you're like oh this game doesn't work at all this game is completely fucking broken <laughs> this game doesn't work at all but yeah <laughs> yeah so what? like so we'll see I, I i mean i think the easiest thing to do is just just make make shit fucking like the biggest problem with a lot of the unbreakable stuff is they didn't make them crumble like everything everything that's unbreakable needs to crumble yeah that's like, that's, that's how it has to work yeah it's like oh the skeletons don't you know, can't, uh, uh, don't pass their leadership test or they fail combat. Okay. You lost leadership by four, four of your guys disappear. Great yeah, and, mechanic. Yeah. It's very good. And there's, and there's, and, and if you, if you followed fantasy a lot, you know, that like skeleton armies were never the ones that were like breaking the game, like because of their unbreakableness, because you could beat them in combat. They just, they would lose more models and like the, the, you know, they try and bog you down, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a demon army where like you get, you know, where you flank charge uh, a unit of flesh hounds and you like, you know, kill one and then lose the combat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh... yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But that's, that's the next thing. So, so I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a normal, uh, yeah. a, there, there's going to be some sort of like difference to the, to units like leaving combat. And I think yeah. it's going to be bumping. I think it's going to be mean, bumping. Bumping. bumping sounds interesting because I know that that's a mechanic that they use and they, they own. And they want to use mechanics that they own. But I also think it just, I think it makes more sense for just like a, you know, three inch pushback as opposed to a, you know, like a simple bump. Because yeah. I think that that would cause more problems. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have yeah. to see. I mean, there could, there could, there could be, there could be different. I mean, it could even be, it could even be a mix of both. It could be something where like, if you pass, if you pass your leadership test, you slide back a little bit. And then you know, do exactly what you said. And if you fail the leadership test, then you you still slide back, so your unit doesn't like run away and like break and like leave the battlefield. But it just goes farther away. Yeah, I mean, it, it could. I I still think that they're going to have uh, units breaking because I don't think the game works without unit breaking. Yeah, it has to have some sort of. I mean, we'll see. I mean, who fucking yeah. knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, yeah. the next thing. And then finally, they have uh, magic. They're changing up magic, which is a pretty big deal from what they're saying is that magic phase is no more kind of like in, in 40 K how they got rid of the psychic phase. Um, they have gotten rid of the magic phase. Finally, this is the part that where it makes me really feel like this is like a ninth slash 10th edition, because that would have been the, the, the move is getting rid of the magic phase. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. So it, it, it says uh, the single spell is not going to be able to decide the fate of battle. They said it should be rare. Um, so I can't take be... my comet of Cassandora. There's not going to be dice pools and there's not going to be cards. Thank God. For wizards. So they confirmed that there's no there's no magic pool. And this is this is why I was saying 10th edition, because 9th edition would have probably used a, a magic pool again. And then 10th edition, they'd be like, actually, magic pools do suck. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, it could very well be. It says they every spell available to the wizard will have a significant impact on the battle if cast at the right place at the right time. And it says wizard positioning is what's going to matter the most, uh, which I find very intriguing especially if they're going to be at different times and of course you need to be close to other wizards to counter their spells so my guess is that wizards are going to have like uh you know like fireball like fireball will be like in the shooting phase fireball fireball this, yes in the shooting phase this wizard can blah 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 and then like you know <laughs> i cast burning hands i cast you just burning put like a, hands you put like a like a like a like a lighter right up at the guy's model he's like knock that off, knock yeah. it off. <laughs> i i summon a dread beast you throw a cat on the table <laughs> <Huzzah>. <laughs> uh, yeah the uh 
I'm 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 thinking personally. This is where uh, another thing that you and I differ on. Um, I think I think it's going to work a little bit like Horace Heresy reactions, where it's like you get probably like you take your wizard and you get two types of of like magic spells that you could use per phase. So like there's like a magic phase spells, there's battle phase spells, and then there's like you know whatever uh, a shooting phase spells. Yeah, I think I think that's just like AOS. It's like you 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 cast the the you you cast the spell during the during like or you do the reactions in like the it tells you what phase you can do each thing. So it's yeah. probably going to be like that. I mean, it could very well be. It's like they'll give you like like here's your lore of fart, and in the according <laughs> to the lore of farts, you could only use this spell during the shooting phase. That's right, sort of thing. So we yeah. are the lords of fart. <laughs> I'm a, I'm the master of the thirteenth, uh, the ninth college, the lore of farts, the lore of farts. <laughs> oh, and that's why we get a cease and desist. Uh, so yeah, that that was the big thing, and that so that's interesting to me. That's very, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, uh, I really am too. I'm I'm just kind of excited to have a a mass battle game back. Yeah, I mean, and and one's not Kings War. Like, I, like Kings of War, I think is a fine game, but like, it doesn't scratch the same itch. No, it doesn't. And I, I think it's, I think it's because of, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to say the IP, but it's kind of, I think the IP. <laughs> yeah, to, to me, it's it's less the IP. It's more like for me, it's really the mechanics. Because like Kings of War is like, it's fun. It's a good game, but like the thing about Kings of War is there's nothing that really makes it a mass combat game. And I know that sounds kind of weird because I've picture Kings of War has a tons of mo- ton of models, and yeah, you buy a ton of models to play Kings of War, and it look the armies look awesome, but you could play Kings of War with single figures on big bases. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it, there's nothing that actually like makes the like, you know, having fifty guys. There, there is something about removing the one or two guys at a time, like the slow attrition. Yeah, I think yeah, there there is something to it. It's 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 odd. It, it just if it, it feels it's it's mouthfeel. <laughs> it's, it's the mouthfeel of the game. Um, I wanted to mention before uh, we break just for a second uh, for the switch over, but I do love that on the second picture on that article you see the old Warhammer Fortress back. I know it's so cool. I love that kit. And well, yeah, I have I have it right in my game room. And if you look in the corner, that's the plastic uh, terrain corner from the Battle Five Army set. It sure is. Yeah, that's some old school, uh, old school ice spotting right there. I mean, I I know they will because they're Games Workshop, so it's just, they're gonna do it just to fucking spite me. But I would I I like I don't know, man. I'm really hoping that they that they would release those those old orcs. At like a really cheap price. <laughs> all right, hold on. I, I gotta, I gotta stop because we're running out of time. All right, all right. Well, that was, that was, uh, that was a whole thing. <laughs> it was, a, it was an outrage. I mean, what else? I, what else? What else can we say? Right? I know. I, 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 I will be abandoning Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, abandoning. Wise. So in, uh, in the time, in the time that this is going, I just want to ask you, what's your top five cryptids? I really like the I like the giant bird, the thunderbird. I think it's okay. called the thunderbird. Yeah. I like the huge centipede that shoots electricity in the desert. The Mongolian deathworm, yes. Yes, the deathworm. Um, I like um the abominable snowman. Okay. Or yeti. Or yeti. Uh I like um 
Uh, I like Mothman. Not, okay. I'm not mostly not because Mothman is just so important to cryptids. I think I think you got to respect it. You got to put him in your top five. Like, he's 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 got the cachet. He's got cachet. Like I mean, you can't like like I mean, can you really take someone seriously as a cryptid enthusiast if they don't have Moth, Mothman in their top five? I'd say no. So here here's something interesting on the Mothman because they were uh, last podcast on the left, which is a podcast I listened to, just did a whole thing on the Mothman, and I have to say that the Chicago Mothman is 99 i am 99 percent sure that it's just sandhill cranes oh it's oh it's absolutely it's your giant cranes that someone with bad eyesight saw and thought was just it's, a fucking it's not even person. someone with bad eyesight i can tell you this as a person who grew up in chicago as did you we are not equipped to handle wild animals like our brain doesn't cognitively think like that <laughs> think about like when the spanish conquistadors landed in in you know the the, the aztec empire the aztecs had no idea what their boats were because they'd never seen anything like it so the brain just couldn't comprehend it people from chicago we can't comprehend wild animals our brain just can't handle it like if i saw a bear in the wild, I would be like, I don't know what this is because my brain can't handle <laughs> I actually was, uh, I saw some coyotes. Uh, they were pretty cool. They were like yeah. right by me. Uh, yeah, they, well, like, coyotes just look like dogs. So, uh, I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the weirdest thing I see, or I guess the most exotic animals I see are deer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> Which like, I do see here. a lot of. Get out of here, yet. Yeah, damn uh, garbage dog. I, and then my my uh, my last five, I'm just going to oh. throw it out, for, or my, my final, my final, my fifth. I'm just yeah. going to throw it out to the concept of sea serpents. Okay, just sea serpents as a whole. As a whole, yeah, because I, I don't think there's any particular like, like you're not like Champy, like you're not a big fan of Champy or no, the Mokele Membe. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into like a specific. I'm go, I'm going with the concept of sea serpents as a whole. Yeah, the um, I think if, that's, I think that's really cool. <laughs> the the last podcast put up a uh, they said okay, here's here's a question for you then. What do you think are the top five most well known cryptids? Like if you had to do top five. Most Bigfoot's well known. No, Bigfoot's number one. Okay. Um, Mothman's number two. You think Mothman's number two? Really? I think Mothman's number two. That's uh, an interesting uh, pick. I think number three is probably um. Uh, I say Bigfoot was one. Mothman two. Number three. Uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, oh yes, Let Nessie, of course. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't remember because the they went they went Nessie number two, which is what I said as well. Like most well known people are going to know Nessie before Mothman. I I, I think that I, I think Nessie's pretty bad. I think I think Nessie has less less cachet than Mothman these days. Oh, uh, I think I think re recent recent times. I think I would I think Mo, I would say Mothman has eclipsed Nessie, but Nessie's definitely also top five popular. Um, and then uh, oh, what's the other? A uh, Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil's probably okay. the top five okay. of of known. And then um. I guess I, I guess I don't really know. I mean, I guess mm, well, they, Chupacabra for number yeah, five. Yeah, that's what they they posited. They're the, the they said the 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 four most well known. They said um, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, um, and then they said if you're from the north, you favor Mothman. If you're from the south, you favor the Chupacabra. Mm, yes. So that's the way that goes. And then I would say the number five would be your re your favorite regional cryptid. So in our case, in the Chicagoland, you could go Chicago Mothman, because I believe it's a different flavor than the than the the it's, West Virginia Mothman. Yes, it, it is. They, that, that was the 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 theory postulated is that it's another Mothman. Yes. Well, of course. Yeah. Or or if you're if you're really into it, if you want to go just Illinois area, you can go with either the uh, Enfield Horror, which is a classic, the Mad Gasser Mattoon, 
the mad cancer. I really yeah, cryptid yeah, so much as it's just a guy who would go and gas people. Yeah, the, I mean, I've, I've, I've. You could, you, you could call me the mad gasser sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's uh the, 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 the. Did you say the, Did you say the end? Did you say the Enfield horror? Yeah, the Enfield horror. Yeah. The um the the Firebird, the Piazza Firebird. Um, but those are like all like like real Southern Illinois and, stuff. And unless I forget the the Lake Michigan sea serpent. There is no Lake Michigan sea serpent. I mean, it's a it's a fucking rumored cryptid. It's a, I. <laughs> I I'm casting doubt. Well, they never gave they never gave it a name. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, there's 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 like oh yeah, there's a sea serpent in Lake Michigan. No, they there's not. Yeah, they they <laughs> never gave no. it a, they they never gave it a name. The whole most horrible thing that's ever happened in the Great Lakes is the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and good old Gordo Lightfoot, God rest his soul, wrote the best song that you could ever write about a uh, maritime disaster. Yes. Oh, and then there's the. Uh... There's, there's the black, there's the black, the giant black panthers. <laughs> oh yeah, the black panthers of Illinois. Yeah, um, which, which, which are absolutely 100 real, but they're just not black panthers. They're just cougars. Uh, I, I was actually thinking that they are at just oh, more, more than likely cats that were kept as pets and then uh, released. Yeah, I think they, they were either that or they were cougars that were seen late at night and people yeah, thought they were true, panthers because yeah. cougars well, are fucking huge and scary. Well, that's why I say about like the the Sandhill Cranes is like if you've ever seen like I'm a Chicago boy. I, I live out in when I was at my old house, which I was out in the far west suburbs. You know, I was I was at the last bash of civilization before you had corn. <laughs> um, there was a sandhill crane outside my house one time, and I lost my shit. I was like, I was like, holy fuck, holy fuck! What <laughs> is awesome. that thing? What is that thing? It's so big. Yeah, it's like they, a dinosaur. Yeah, they're so cool. They and then yeah, I could you could absolutely like when you when you see them flying in flight, you can absolutely see how someone could mistake them for like a flying person. Yeah. No question. Like they're well, they are massive. Well, my favorite thing is, is like when they talk about how they don't have heads, is that sandhill cranes, when they have their, you know, their their head kind of like down by their shoulders and their beak down, look like they don't have a head. Right. So if you're like seeing them and it's kind of dark, of course that's the way it's gonna look. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you listen to the descriptions, like the uh, like the authentic, if you listen to the authentic descriptions of like early Mothman sightings, like and you really like think about Sandhill Crane in your mind and like think of how they described what they saw, they saw Sandhill Crane. They yeah. fucking saw Sandhill Crane. <laughs> exactly. Like if I showed a Sandhill Crane to my father, if one landed in his backyard, he'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Speaking of Sandhill Crane in Chicago, did you see the fucking turtle video? Oh yeah, the 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 big chonker. Yeah, the fucking stabbing turtle. Well, oh and God. that's that's closer that to great. another another local cryptid, which is the beast the Busco, which is northwest Indiana, mind you. But that was just a giant snapping turtle that lived out that way. <laughs> yeah, this is a big turtle. And there, there wasn't there, there's there's a wolfman in Illinois too, right? Isn't there? Yes, the wolfman of Mount something or other. It's up in the north uh, northwest corner. Yeah, there was like a werewolf or something. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a, mean, it's a werewolf. Do werewolves do werewolves count as cryptids? I don't think so. I don't like the idea. Like if like okay, so in my opinion, a werewolf is someone who as a man who transforms into a wolf. If it's just a wolf man, that's a wolf man. That's not a werewolf. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, is it a wolf man or is it a werewolf? And, well, that, well, and what if there's wolfmen and werewolves? Well, do the, they hate the, each other? The, the specific Illinois one, I believe they called the werewolf. I see. Uh, so if if I know my uh, Illinois cryptids where uh, well enough, um, it's like uh, I'm also, the, yeah, I'm also willing to bet that a bunch of cryptids um, that exist were bears, were bears no. that people saw. Well, uh, that's what I said. Our brains aren't handled to deal with bears. Well, specifically, specifically bears walking on <laughs> two feet. 
Because have you ever have you ever seen a bear walking on two legs? Like actually walking around on two legs, not standing, but like actually walking. They look fucking freaky as shit. There's a there's a there's a couple videos of a bear that was walking around a suburban neighborhood on its on time legs. And like it's really off putting how it moves. Yeah. Um this I, I looked it up, it's the Wolfman of Chestnut Mountain. There's okay. a, yeah. So uh, they do say Wolfman, however. I still think the one that I saw says werewolf. I'm just nah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, on that. I mean, technically, like, see, there, there's a lot of crossover that because I mean, the the first werewolf, the first big werewolf movie was the Wolfman. It's true. It's and sick. he was a werewolf. Like, he doesn't, it doesn't get any more traditional werewolf than the it's first werewolf movie. Brought a dog to the party. He brought um, a dog to the party. All right, who brought the dog? dog. <laughs> but yes, the um, uh, the. Let's see the the Wolfman of of Chestnut Mountain, not to be confused with the Dogman of McHenry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was there was a 2010 encounter between an Illinois behavioral psychologist and the Beast. So it was as close as 12 years ago, up in Galena. Mm-hmm. Which if you're if you're up in Galena and you're not high as shit, you're doing it wrong. Not to say that Galena is a great place to get high. It's just that there's nothing else to do in Galena but get high. It's true. It's so. like Berwyn. <laughs> Berwyn. No, there's plenty to do in Berwyn. You can go to <laughs> you go to uh, Frankie uh, Freddy's Deli out in Berwyn. It's delicious. <laughs> um. So okay. So let's let's get back to some some gaming stuff real quick. Um. They did release the new Warband for Warcry. Going back to what we talked about earlier, the which dogs! is with the doggies. You could find we're getting so much closer to having an all dog. Army the dream, the dream of the fully dog dogged out army. Because <laughs> no one could kill a dog in the army. Like, yeah, if you kill the dog while you're playing, uh, you your opponent's army, you're just uh, you're going to hell. You lose the moral high ground. It's true. You lose the you lose the moral high ground instantly. Yes, leaves a negative three modifier to your combat. They're very cute. I I'm definitely getting that box set. Like, I believe my my final my final Age of Sigmar army is likely going to be Cities of Sigmar. I think. I think that they're not actually releasing the box separately. It'll probably be in a two-player box set, and then it'll be released in a single box set. So you'll get the the two Warband box set first. Yeah. So it'll be them and something else. And then after that box is discontinued, you'll be able to get the stuff separately. That, that seems likely. Yeah, it's a, be- it's a beautiful set. Beautiful all yeah, around. Yeah, it's nice. I, I mean, I like Warcry. I got, nothing, I got nothing negative to say about Warcry. I think it's a great game. Yeah. The only negative thing I have to say, I... I, I I think that the card system is not the greatest because they they have to ret- uh, yes. the rules so that often. Is, that is such a huge problem with card based things that I think a lot of uh, you know, like I mean, obviously, War Machine was the big one, like that showed that like 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 there's a huge flaw with that design idea. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, a huge flaw design with it. Yeah, I, I I think that the 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 key is you got like to be able to to be able to make cards work permanently you either have to make them form fillable where you write shit in or you make it like uh battletech alpha strike where there's generic cards but all the cards are made with a point calculator because you can still make your own mechs in alpha strike but the way it is it's really easy because you just pick the mech you want you push some buttons on their website and it makes you a card and it has a and it has a points cost that's balanced out um so that's like Super easy to do, and then there's no and it's and you don't have to like think about like heat sinks or anything, and it's perpetually balanced because everyone's using the same uh, math to make their mech. Yeah, I I like the idea. 
but I, I think one of the things Games Workshop really, really has to embrace is all point costs are just available online. Like, that's what it's got to come down to. Like, yes, major changes like errata and stuff like that. You could do that online, but the point costs should all be online because yeah. that way you have instantaneous change uh, to, like, fix and nerf certain things. That yeah, putting, putting points costs on a card, bad idea. Because that's, 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 that's the first thing you're going to change when you're balancing. Yeah, and, and that's kind of... Yeah, that that's that's just how I see this. Like you're going to to screw it up if you're gonna. Yeah. If, if I mean, it's just the way it, it is. Yeah. If you release a card, you're gonna screw it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you 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 almost cannot. I mean, there's 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 always gonna be cases where like something is too strong, so you need to increase the points, or something is too weak, so you want to decrease the points, because that's the first way to try balancing before you actually change the rules of the unit. Like, and that's what they do with it. You can see that's how they balance a lot of stuff with Age of Sigmar. And in many cases, it works. In many cases, it's like, yeah, this unit sucks. It's like, oh, but they dropped it by like 40 points, and now suddenly people are taking it because it's like, oh, it's worth it at 40 points. Uh, and it's like, oh, this unit's, you know, this unit's 60 points higher, so you're not taking three units of it anymore. You're going to take two. Yeah. It's like that, you know, it, 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 it's an instant change. And if you and if you put that point, if you put those points on cards, that's instantly going to be like your first update. It's going to invalidate all your cards most likely. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So on the Warcry, they're also releasing the new Warcry big box and big uh, box store game, which is Crypt of Blood. So what's interesting about this one Crypt is it blood. Yeah, so you're getting the starter set and like how to play. There's not a ton of terrain in it. They're doing an undead theme, and the arm in the the war bands that they put in there are actually the war bands that they just released for their Nightmare Quest, which was the the last big box game that they did two player set. Cool. Yeah, so they actually they're like the full war bands that are in this set. So if the set is under a hundred bucks, you're already making out on it because yeah. Pretty sweet. You, and both of those warbands are pretty great. If you play the Stormcast, they're fine. I mean, they just look like Stormcast. But the undead, they're the the ghouls have the baboons in them. The baboons. The baboons and the guy that's dressed like a baboon. So that yes. that's that's pretty cool on in my book. Yeah, they are sweet. They're very cool. Yeah, they they have that game come out. And another big box game that they got coming out, which is kind of a, uh impressive to me, is they're releasing another version of Combat Arena. Uh, they did. This is the third set like that. The first one was the um, Gore Chosen. I actually which, do. I actually do recommend that game. It is actually surprisingly quite fun. Gore Chosen is an amazing game. I have a sealed copy um, that I've. I will. I plan on breaking open someday and painting because it's such a fun game. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by how much I liked. Ended up liking that game. The second Combat Arena was the one with the. Uh, unique characters for 40k. It was a sci-fi version of it, and it had the big uh, the amble. What do they call those things? No, the no, big, no, like... not yet, not yet. No, not yet. That's the newest one. The layer of the beast. Ah, okay. Has the amble in it, but what it also has is it's got the full, um, full set of characters from Blackstone Fortress. That's like it's the sick. full sprue of all of the characters from Blackstone Fortress. So that is super cool. Yeah, like, have you missed dope. out on that? And the Amble, which was only released briefly for Blackstone Fortress, and not a lot of people got it. Yeah, so they were. And the, the Necromunda one's different, if I remember correctly, too. Mm, yes, the Necromunda one is mechanical. It's like a robot. Yeah. Robot. 
Ribbit. Yeah, so they actually are releasing. You're going to be able to get the actual copy of the Amble, not the rules and stuff that are from the actual game. But I mean, you could probably get those anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the you can finally get your hands on the Amble model, which is insane. And if that is also like a sixty buck game, that's a that's another fantastic buy. Yeah, another huge value. Yeah, it's I mean ridiculously huge value. And then they're releasing under another Underworlds box set, which is weird because they just released one recently, which is like, why why are they re-releasing it with different the stuff? But whatever, I don't really care too much about that. Who the, fact that the fact that Underworlds is still running right now is is insane to me. Uh, it's it's very surprising. I'm not gonna lie, very surprised. Although I guess actually no, I, I should take that back. It's not it's not as surprising because of the because of the changes they've made to the game. It's it's yeah. no longer surprising me that it's still going. Yeah. Because they 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 really made that game where like you can like they took away the biggest flaw that the game had, which was the same flaw that the LCGs used to have. Like it's like, oh, you want to play this game? Okay, well, um, the buy-in, yeah, it's not actually a starter set. The buy-in is actually you know five hundred five hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like now that now the buy-in is actually a starter set or a warband because you get all of the cards that you need in one shot. Yeah. Um, they've also been releasing a lot of information about Epic, uh, like a ton and, of information and terrain. They, they've trained, they, they have, uh, they have unveiled quite a bit of terrain for, uh, Epic scale, like actually kind of a lot. I was kind of surprised. Well, isn't most of that, the, the terrain that they talked about from the Titanicus set? There's, there's more, they're doing scaled down, uh, 40 K terrain too. Like the one that's like, uh, the, like. It's like the pipe city with like a bunch of it's got like a bunch of like shipping crates and shit. And then like, oh, um, yeah, oh, that's they're cool. making they're making an they're making an Imperialis scale one of that. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty sweet. Yeah, that that actually is pretty cool. Now that I'm looking, at, I didn't actually see this. And they got the train boards, too. I was actually I was talking with my one of my friends from overseas and he was at, he was saying like how his gaming group is going to go all in. On they, they, he's thinking that it's going to be everyone out in his area is going all in on Epic. Oh yeah, I I don't know if that's going to happen out here. I don't think so. We'll see. I, I there's there's a there's an issue in our area where people jump on games like really hard, <laughs> and then it's just gone. Like because there was that one game that came out that came out not too long ago. It had really nice models. It was like it was like a it was a big arena fighting game uh with like the 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 figure scale was very big and Hmm. um not arena rex no 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 not arena rex uh the figures were bigger it was very fantasy there's like you know a big big troll and stuff i can't remember the name of it i think it was called like titan arena or something i don't i can't Hmm. remember but Hmm. regardless that i can't remember the fucking name of the goddamn game uh (laughs) is there was like when it came out, dude, there were people fucking like at at the at the at the flgs there was an absolute load of people playing it like i could not believe how many people were playing it and then like within i don't know a month and a half no one was playing the game it was gone it was just like what the fuck uh and is it titan the arena (laughs) it might that might that might be it i don't know i just oh wait maybe Um, not i don't know colossal arena but but the it's a board game the the only the, the reason i think it might actually not be the case with this game is simply because it it you know the ip is just so strong like like yeah the the 30k ip also the figures look very good like they were very smart at scaling up the minis 
or the, the infantry. Oh, the game, the game will look amazing at that scale. I've already seen a bunch of people do eight millimeter armies that are that they've they've done they've new epic armies, and it just looks great all around. Yeah, so it should end up looking pretty good. So I think this one might end up being the this one we're doing. Plus, anyone dissatisfied with forty k, you got an easy swap. Oh, yeah, like if you're dissatisfied with tenth edition forty k. You got one. You got a really good looking game right here. It's still too early. You need like a year and a half and then people will be done with it. The, the <laughs> only the only thing I the only thing I don't. I don't know. It's just I am interested to see how long it's sustained. I mean, 30K is still going because there's so much variance. But like, is there going to be that much variance in Imperialis is the question. Like the only reason 30K can exist being just Space Marines fighting Space Marines is because like the armies have. The armies are similar enough that the game is pretty balanced, but the differences give you an actual reason to be like, I'm playing an Ultramarines army, and it yeah. feels different than playing a Night Lord's army. Very true. The uh, uh, So we'll I, see. I, yeah, I just, it's just that, you know, Chicago's a, uh, a 40K town. Like, everybody 40, plays 40K. A 40K town. For a yeah. second, we were, for a hot minute, we were, more, we were a war machine town. We were. That was like that, that hot minute between 6th and 7th edition of 40K. Yeah, <laughs> it's right after six kind of like shit the bed and seventh came in and then everyone was like, oh, my God. And then there was yeah. a, then seventh kind of like turned into everyone has the same army. And then then the eighth yeah. edition came quickly after that. Um, all right. One last thing I wanted to talk about is the horror on the Orient Express board game. Very exciting. Yes, we have not talked about it on the podcast yet. Steve, is, as everyone knows, Steve and I are big Lovecraftians. We we like most stuff Chaosium does too mm -hmm. with Call of Cthulhu. And now they're releasing, this is actually through Chaosium, they're releasing Horror on the Orient Express board game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see it. So without sight unseen, I'm probably going to back it. So... There, there, there would need to be some serious turnoffs for me not to do it. Uh, there could be many. I don't know because I, I don't know what the game's going to look like. like. If there's a fuck ton of minis, I'm not buying it. Um, uh, I there, there won't be. Um, I, there will be some minis. I bet you there will be because it's a Kickstarter game. Some is fine. Some is okay. Um, a fuck ton is not okay. Yeah, the. I, I, but I, I don't think they're going to be like necessary minis. I think they're just going to be because, well, remember when we were talking, um, the game is being run by the same guy who did Nemesis. And did you look, did you see, do you know what Nemesis is? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's like the alien board yeah, game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially, alien. A, it's alien the board game, but done in a way that, whoever owns the license to alien should have done it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead of the shit that they keep pumping out for alien. You are correct. Um, yeah, it's the same guy. And he, that game nemesis has a lot of people who love it. And a lot of people who hate it because there's a ton of parts to it. It's got a, so many tokens. Um, it's kind of really yeah, token. Overload. There's a lot of tokens on that board. I saw like on the board previews, there's a lot of tokens. And, when you when you think of uh horror on the orient express you know you're it's kind of similar to like you're on on a spaceship and you're dealing with this you're dealing you're on the orient express and you're dealing with um you know cultists and everything else 
So you kind of like, well, it's going to it's going to have a similar look and a similar feel to it. I bet you it almost uses the same engine as well. We'll see. Yeah, it's my as I say, my only problem with Nemesis is that there are there's so many tokens on there, but there's only a few. There's only a few minis, though, if you if you if you saw it, Mm, there's only like, I don't know, like a dozen. Maybe that's I mean, that's good. Yeah. And they're all they're all really cool. But the the horror on the Oregon Express, there's probably going to be like some NPCs, some, you know, hero figs, whatever. Probably not going to yeah. be too bad, but I'm yeah, all we'll, we'll see. I'm also going to back it. I think it's it's going to be good in Chaosium. You know, they put out their their last Kickstarter, which was for the the first edition box set, which is gorgeous. Oh, it's such a good box set. My You know what my problem with it is? It's too big right. to fit on a standard bookshelf. <laughs> Uh, you are correct. I had to lay mine down in a weird way on mine. <laughs> yes. Uh, so and they also did. The, I I wish I had gotten in on the horror on the Orient Express Kickstarter when they did it back in the day, but I I had missed it. I was still a little shy on Kickstarters back then. Yeah. I don't know. I give them my money and I hope that they give me stuff. I mean, I've been I've been burned on several Kickstarters. So I haven't I. had any. I haven't had any explosive blowouts, but I've had some bad ones. Um, I mean. Back when Super Dungeon Explorer, that one at the time was a blowout. But at this point in my life, I'm like, whatever. I've spent more money on dumber shit. Yeah. I just bought three Warcry box sets. Come on. It's true. Yeah. So that that, that that's all the didn't, news. Didn't that, didn't, that well, if, wrong, didn't that Super Dungeon Explorer shit eventually show up, though? Like, didn't no. it just like, come out of nowhere? No. No. They, they Every once in a while, they they'll put something out on it, which is weird. So okay. you'll be you'll be like, they'll like give an update, and you're like, what the hell? That's so weird. Yeah, I I think that they do that so that Kickstarter doesn't kick them off Kickstarter. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah, so like if you if you go so long without delivering and like giving your people updates, you can't put up another Kickstarter. Got it. And they yeah, want to keep putting up Kickstarters. The, the the biggest one I are the biggest one that I was really upset about is um the X Studio. That was the one that uh that um was the most unfortunate. Or Studio X. That was it Studio X. Uh it was um uh a painting like studio in a little box. And like it has it's like it had like um spots for like slots for you to put like a wet palette and like paints and like tools and stuff and it was like a little it was literally like a little box and it like it was like a paint station that you could set up paint break down and store and like that's something that would be very useful for me so like i'm less annoyed that like i've lost the money and i'm far more annoyed that i i don't have the product because <laughs> i really wanted the actual item because like i thought the product itself looked great and there's no there's no like I can't be like, well, I'll just buy it from this alternative because there is no alternative. <laughs> uh, so that was that was the one that was one that burned me that uh, that I'm exceptionally upset about. Again, not because of the losing money, because I, 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 I'm I feel like I'm sometimes the only one of the only fucking people on the planet who understands that your money is a risk when you throw it into a Kickstarter. It is a yeah. fucking gamble. It is not a guarantee. So that part way less upsetting to me because I know it's a gamble. I'm more upset that this product is not going to exist because I really <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. The, the, their, the last update for super dungeon explorer legends was actually from 2021. So it's, it's been two years. 
Yeah, the same uh same thing for oh no, I uh I have a 2022 uh on mine. Ooh. So take that. Yeah. Uh, June June though, so it is more than a year ago. It has been more than a year ago. Yeah, I I'm just like I, I if if it ever gets delivered, I would be I'll be shocked, sir. Shocked. So uh, yeah, we will we'll see. Yeah, well yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um so do you have anything that we need to talk about? Uh the Planescape uh slipcase looks fucking cool. <laughs> oh yeah, the the, the only problem with those is that it's it needs to be a box set. <laughs> hey, <laughs> at least they're case. not calling it a box set. They are calling it a slipcase. Yes, as opposed to the cheapo, uh, the D- Dragonlance one that I got. <laughs> yeah, you got you got hosed by Hasbro, huh? I don't I don't know if we talked about this on the cast. Did we? We did. We didn't talk about it on the cast. We talked about it on Facebook. Maybe yeah, but we I I got the 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 Dragonlance box set like relatively cheap. Because it was a damaged corner. It was like the corner was a little bent. So I didn't really care that much. But um the when you when I you can't open it up like a normal box, it has like a pull tab open. So you, once you pull the tab open, you can't close the box. It's really dumb. Mm, that is horrible. Yeah, and, and the box is cheap too. It's not a very well designed box. And the game inside the Warriors of Crin game, it it it, lo- it feels kind of cheap. Which is very surprising. But... Well, I, I I would say that because the productions was shifted away from Wizards of the Coast and to Hasbro, uh, that's the only comment I'll make. I'll make on that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I mean, I'm not I'm not doubting you. It just it, it feel the game board game feels cheap. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the Planescape one looks really sweet. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Uh. Yeah. No, it looks like a good slipcase. That was the only other big like gaming thing. Um. <laughs> I think we already talked about I mean, I mean, in case I didn't mention it, in case anyone's wondering, the Lord of the Rings magic set was a Oh yeah, we talked about that last monster time. smash hit. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah, yeah uh, a, a forklift driver pick found the one ring. <laughs> yep, that's pretty great though. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan that that happened. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't some spoiled uh it, <laughs> what I could see is like like think about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka, but instead of like Veruca Salt yelling at her dad, it's some like Twitch streamer who just opens up packs of magic, going, "I want the ring. How come yes. I can't have the ring, Daddy?" Yes, I I was glad that the guy who bought uh five hundred thousand dollars worth or whatever and opened them on stream did not pull the ring. <laughs> yeah, it, or or um, what's not not Veruca Salt, but like uh Augustus Gloop. Yes, Augustus. That would be the next one. Some just. Fat guy farting in the store, opening pack after pack, heavy breathing. <laughs> I found one ring. He just eats it. <laughs> uh, eats it alongside his pickle chips, uh, or whatever the British eat vinegar and pickle chips. Yeah, I'm gonna get like. I actually like salt and vinegar chips, though. Yeah, well, yeah, they're fine every once in a while, but it's they're not like it's the uh, the the height of of cuisine, hot cuisine. Well, I mean, it's garbage food. I mean, I like the, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It's funny. It's like I I mean, how often do you see like heated food debates and then like just sit like I mean, that's why that's why I think they're humorous. But uh, it's like every time there's a heated food debate, 
universally it's always about just trash food it's just about garbage it's about my, stuff that like you should not be eating <laughs> I, I my favorite is is now that um the menu has come out whenever someone shits on american cheese you just go not superior meltability <laughs> <laughs> it's like instantly like you see every european just like their face just I, I get mean, very it's, upset. It's fucking not wrong. It is the it is the proper cheeseburger cheese. Like I, I have always said that it's it's. I think it's the proper melting cheese. If you're putting a melty cheese on anything, that's the way to go. Yeah, the cheeseburger and grilled cheese. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I think that's. I think American cheese is is correct for that it's because like the you... fact that American cheese has that like almost no flavor. It's yeah. it's a, it it works perfectly. It's when you the, melt it onto something delicious. Yeah, it's like you get those hipsters who are like, I got 15-year-old aged cheddar on this burger. And it's like, it doesn't melt. It crystallizes. It doesn't melt. Don't put that on a burger, if you, ha- you idiot. If you have really nice cheese, why are you fucking putting it on a goddamn hamburger? You should be eating they, it as cheese. They just <laughs> they stack up those cheeseburgers. They're too high to eat. It's a whole mess. Our civilization deserves everything that it has gotten so far in the last five years we're all doomed we're <laughs> it's doomed because, and it's because of the cheese it's it's just it's it's everything it's everything <laughs> uh, we did is. this to ourselves all right uh, uh go to the game classy facebook page it's the best way that you can get access to our game classy uh what's it what's it called um discord discord thank you i was calling it subreddit it's not it's discord our Discord, where we are actually active and yell at people and make fun of the British for their chips. Chips, Steve. Chips. All right. <laughs> uh, you can also like, comment, subscribe on iTunes and like, comment, subscribe on the YouTubes. That's where I also put the stuff up there. If you're more interested in seeing some of my painted minis, you can go to my Instagram at Game Classy Joe. If you want to see any of Steve's painted minis, you have to get invited to his house, and he'll give you a private tour. It's true. Or you can ask me, and I'll and I'll send him send him to yes. you on Discord. So, you yeah, you just see it on Discord. <laughs> I could send it to you on Discord if you'd like. <laughs> I think uh, I I think you would be better off inviting them in while wearing like a Vincent Price robe and going yeah, come see my minis. I mean, I want to do that, and now I really want to do that, and I think I might get a Vincent Price robe for myself just so I can do that. Be like, mm, yes, my nephew Charity. Please come in and please come in. I'm really really excited about these these new Stormcast models I just finished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vincent Price's Warhammer. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Welcome, welcome, boils and ghouls. <laughs> Maybe that's what you might, my, my, you, I, so I really want to start doing, um, actual mini game reviews because on YouTube, all of the mini game reviews that I've seen are just miserable. And I, I would like to do it like Shut Up and Sit Down, which I enjoy their reviews of stuff. But I would like to show it as more of like, this is why this game is good as opposed to this is how you play the game or this is an overview of the rules. I don't care. I, I care about that, but I, I would much rather see like, hey, this is bolt action. This is why you would like bolt action. This is why you would not like bolt action kind of thing. And I don't see that that often with miniatures games. Because mm-hmm. I, I got a ton of rule sets and I would like to get and I've, I've gone over a lot of them and I'd like to be able to to talk about that. But maybe I'll do it in in Vincent Price robe. 
<laughs> you should. That's what today, I'll come back to. Today, we're going to be talking about Heroes of Might and Magic 3, the board game. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to do board games. I want to do mini games. So I'd be oh, like, just mini game? Okay. We're going to be talking about Conflict 47. Mm, I see. Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic 3 does actually look pretty good. The, the yeah. board game, by the way. If anyone's a Heroes of Might and Magic fan, the, the board game actually looks pretty cool. Should have called it Conflict 86, because that's what it was. 86. What? Oh. Yeah. Aren't they though no, they're they're using um Antari stuff in something or other. Oh yeah, know. Mantic. And Mantic's uh, using it, yeah. Yeah, they're using it in uh Firefight. Yeah. Their forty K game. Mantic. Uh, yeah. You know, I actually I was looking at some Mantic stuff the other day and like Mantic is such an interesting uh option for minis because like I swear they have like the most because they've, you know, because they've never, as far as I know, they've never really retired any kits. They have the most inconsistent quality, uh, or not, maybe not quality. They have the most inconsistent, like, appeal uh, of miniatures for any army of Like, you look at, like, their older stuff versus, like, their new goblins, and it's just like, I think you need to update these these, these elves, bro. <laughs> exactly. All right, Steve, we're running out of time. So, until next time. Uh... uh... Uh, the Dovahkiin theme is named One They Fear. It, it, it's not the Skyrim theme. It's not Elder Scrolls V Skyrim original theme. It's not the Dovahkiin theme. The song title is One They Fear. Game Classy. <laughs> <laughs>